Welcome to Education Portals, a podcast covering the research and development of Portals Academy resources. I'm your host, Dr. Sean Dickers. Today we're talking about the Minnesota Legislator. First, a bit of news. We have hired uh, our, our first programmer, and we are moving into creating uh, digital um, uh, tools for parents to get curriculum and to be made easier. The core vision of Portals is that we can create next to free resources so that any parent can educate their kids. And as we talk about the Minnesota legislature today, typically we don't dive too deep into what's being passed by the state, but these are reasons why we're doing what we're doing. And so we just see this as affirmation of what we're doing and why we're doing it. Uh, so again, my background is that I was a public school teacher. Most of you know that. I was a public school principal here in Minnesota, uh, and I really do believe in the idea that all students should have an outstanding education. Um, and, I, and I believe that as a Christian teacher, I, you know, I was taught not to indoctrinate kids. I could always talk about my faith. I could always share what my faith was, but I, I could by no means require one of my students to be a Christian or affect their grades or force them to take a class where they had to agree with my ideology. Uh, so there's a line that's being crossed in the state of Minnesota where you have a worldview that's a comprehensive worldview and understanding of the world that is not necessarily based in research or any kind of results. Um, and, but the belief is to be taken prima facie. Uh, by definition, I would call that a religious belief system. And it's called critical social justice theory. Uh, it's a theory. It's not something rooted in, in clear science. Uh, you can look at two groups of people and say they're treated differently. And then you can say, well, those differences are either because of differences between the people, or you can say those differences are on who does the treating. And critical social justice simply is critical of the treatment of people differently based on identity groups. And you'd say, what are those identity groups? Well, that's the problem, right? You can identify that as anything you want. Uh, you can say that the identity group is Germans and Jews, or you can say the identity group is transgenders and normies. You can say the identity group is gamers and non-gamers. It doesn't matter what the groups are. As long as you separate people and divide them, you can create conflict narratives in which some people are being treated unfairly. And then you can force behaviors and laws based on the different treatment of those groups. So this is the primary tool behind socialism and critical social justice is simply a way to force through law, through policy, through lawsuits to force behavior instead of doing it by popular vote. In Minnesota, Democrats have taken the House, the Senate, and they hold the governor's seat. They can pass whatever law they want. They have a supermajority. So they can push through things without talking to any other side. And this is interesting because there used to be a conversation between Democrats and Republicans. The differences were fairly minor. Both of them loved America. Both of them wanted to look out for the good of the people um, and not necessarily to treat people differently. Lady Justice had a blindfold on because when we passed a law, everyone was treated the same under that law. In fact, this was the, the Equal Rights Movement was a, a movement to get rid of laws that looked at the color of somebody's skin and to, to say those are unconstitutional, so we passed an Equal Rights Amendment. Well, some of these laws in Minnesota are going to come up against that amendment because they absolutely force people to look at the color of skin. Uh, for instance, HF 320, a bill um, uh, forcing school districts to show and hire teachers of color. Well, I don't know what color they're supposed to hire, 
uh, and I hope that's that's outlined much, much better in the bill, but the idea is now hiring practices are built around what color skin a person has. And this is an idea that goes back a ways, right? The idea of skin color making a difference is absolutely a concept that emerged in the late 1800s, early 1900s around evolutionary science. The belief is some groups of people are more evolved than others. This is the core belief that Adolf Hitler had. It's why he wanted to erase and eradicate and stop the breeding of certain groups of people, is that he wanted to create the uberman, the, the superman, the, the race that was more evolved than the other races, which he, of course, believed was his own. Uh, this ethnic purging and cleansing idea is the negative side of ethnic studies, the belief that there are groups that are more evolved than others. Well, this is odd, and it's not biblical. Biblically speaking, there are different nations and there are different cultures, but people are all the same. They either love and seek God or they um, are defiant and ignore God. And those are the two primary groups of people in the Bible, the believers and the unbelievers. The Bible also recognizes nations. There's a, a table of nations and how different people have spread over the earth and there are different uh, traits and traditions with those people. And frankly, a biblical worldview would have you get to know those people so that we can seek out the, the service of God together. And so there's a, a natural bringing together and unifying of humanity under the idea of love. Um, ethnic studies and critical race studies believes that there is an inherent conflict between groups of people and identifying them or segregating them into different groups helps to then erase or resolve some of that conflict. So it's a, a polar opposite worldview. Um, taken together, this is now what's awaiting your kindergartner when they go to school. Is the At least in Minnesota, is this idea of being anti-racist, but in order to get there, they, they pass racist laws. Uh, and you know this becomes a concern if you have your kids in these systems. So to eliminate racism in all forms requires that we de de decide what that is. To redistribute things according to racial groups, we have to know what the racial groups are. But those become fluid. And this is the, the art of socialism, is that you can pass a bill with really good sounding words, but the end result is practice that doesn't make sense. And then when you ingrain this into every subject area, math, science, so there's, and yes, math, critical math is the idea that you would inject this thinking into even how you do your math problems, right? So if you think this isn't happening, it is happening. You should look at things like the Minnesota Ethnic Studies Coalition, the primary lobbying group behind this. These members kind of go move forward and push these bills, and they especially do it when they don't have to answer to anyone else. So when you put these into place, they use code words, undefined words that sound awfully nice, but we don't know what they are, so you can't create law around it. This indistinguishable law makes an environment where anybody can sue anybody for anything they want and then being sued becomes a leverage point or a tool of power from the minority. So you may not even have any other person agree with you in a school district, but you can sue the principal because they're not, and I'll quote, culturally responsive enough. Well, what does that mean? So these assumptions become problematic. Ethnic studies, the education omnibus bill, uh, integrating race and racism, integrating social justice. These are all things that imply that we have to look at someone's skin color to make decisions around them for good or bad. In essence, this is the thinking that ca has caused great evil on the earth. 
Here's the other piece. The St. Paul Ethnic Study Program, according to the article, uh, makes resistance one of its core principles. So, and, and this is, and I'll quote, resist all systems of oppressive power rooted in racism through collective action and change. It's training for protesting. So at, as these laws get passed, every 10th grader will have to take a class in how to resist a government, not how to be a good citizen, not how to serve, not how to minister to other people, not how to express love to others, but how to protest and be angry. So it creates division, it creates categories that are ill-defined and unproven, and it creates a role for humanity, that is to protest against Judeo-Christian Western tradition, and it creates a fighting force of people that operate under the brand of being liberated. Well, that's an interesting change, and it's happening fast. Um, and at Portals, we'll come back to this idea. This is part of why we're building, as affordably as possible, a viable option for parents to the public school system. And if you want to partner with other parents and work together with them and create co-ops and schools, great. But at the very least, we want you to have a high-quality curriculum that's rooted in actual history, rooted in actual science, rooted in actual mathematics that have been proven over thousands of years. So it's not just traditional. We also look at using some of the latest 21st century resources, interactives, videos, movies, all of these forms of media can become access points for your child to become engaged, interested, and excited about the world that they're in. We want them to approach careers so that they end high school having a clear vision for their calling and their plan in life. So we integrate and we assume a Christian worldview. We talk about Jesus all of the time. The only difference between, I think, that perspective, a liberal arts education, and a critical social justice education is you could learn about Jesus and not follow Jesus. So we don't require someone to be a Christian to be in the portal's curriculum. Yet with critical social justice, uh, with 10th grade ethnic studies, you can bet their great GPA is going to be affected by this if they don't agree with the worldview that's being presented. So instead of an open market of ideas where the most truthful and the most productive ideas rise to the top, this is what's called indoctrination. You have to believe their ideas or you'll be punished. So it's coming to a district near you. At the end of the day, we're creating an escape hatch. You don't have to stay in these systems. And even if a state says you have to, uh, the homeschooling movement started with people that said, no, we're just going to raise our own children. Um, so there are some legal battles on the way when it comes to who controls children, who's in charge of children, um, and Portals is there for parents that want to take charge of their own kids' lives and take responsibility for their own children. Uh, until next time, we're going to keep learning uh, and we're going to keep creating outstanding content and curriculum so parents actually have a choice from these kinds of systems.